Hello and welcome back to the Motorsport Bethug podcast. I'm your host DD and joining me today once again is my friend and your co-host Vedant. On this episode, we'll be talking about F1's latest announcement that it will be going racing in Las Vegas from 2023 to 2025 at least. So let's grab some chai, take our seats, ready up in and then dive right into the conversation. Hello Vedant, F1 is once again headed to Las Vegas. Not to the Caesars parking lot, but to the strip in Las Vegas. Definitely huge news. Uh, they announced a three-year contra- contract. Uh, Saturday night race with a 1 a.m. Eastern time start uh, for the fans in the U.S. So it'll be 10 p.m. local time, which is uh, interesting in itself, uh, which is almost like basically an hour or two before the Oz GP starts usually here in the U.S. And uh, interestingly enough, F1 and Liberty Media are the promoters for this event. However, let's get into, get into your views. Uh, what do you think about this event? How do you feel about three races in the United States? And uh, what has been? What has your reaction been to this announcement? Huh. Well, you know, ever since the Las Vegas Grand Prix rumors were coming along, I have, I have been very vocal and very opposed to it as such. But uh, I think, as all things from Lovan and Liberty Media, I have come to accept it and you know just live with it and try to find the good, trying to find the positives in it because, like. It's not affecting me as such. It's it's just giving me good race, uh, potentially good racing and more racing. Uh, and the fans, the drivers seem happy to be racing in Las Vegas, and to be racing along the strip. So, yeah, I mean, I think for me it's a mixed bag sort of thing. But then again, it it can be a really big positive for, for Formula One in general. Yeah, but would you like to go into why 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 you thought it was not a great idea when it was announced and, you know, when the rumours were coming along that uh, Las Vegas GP might be actually a thing? Well, you know, first of all, uh, Vegas Grand Prix obviously had to be a destination race like the, Miami, like the Miami Grand Prix is. So I think that was one of my biggest concerns because I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, from what I've heard and read that the the... Basic prices of Miami Grand Prix, the basic ticket prices of Miami Grand Prix were way higher than any other race or any the base price of any other race, you know. So I think it may end up alienating the casual fans. As such, it may end up alienating the fans and just appeal to the a certain category of spectators in certain category of fans so that that was one big one of my biggest concerns because we know las vegas at that peak time of the year basically and with you know it can be a certain crowd i don't know a lot about that but yeah but i think secondly of course three races in one country was my biggest concern but then again as a lot of people on the internet pointed out that don't look at it as three races in one country but look at it as three races in three different regions of the world because all these three races are about 1300 to 1500 miles apart from uh, away from each other and if you look at europe you have three races within 500 kilometers of each other so in that regard i think i've come to you know accept it and yeah i guess i'm happy with it now basically i'm, I'm not i'm yeah, no I'm... longer angry with formula 1 management 
um yeah e- even my knee joke reaction was you know that uh, okay why why are we you know concentrating on the us so much why do we have three races here but i gave it a little bit of thought uh, after the announcement and then uh, i tuned into marshall pruett's racing family spaces uh, and you know I, i i gained a fresh perspective and i'll share it here with you um but uh, you know you, you talked about the fact that uh, oh look at it at like look at it like three races in three different regions of the world i think that's a very basic way to you know tell yourself that uh, oh it's okay if you know you, the us has three races because yeah. <laughs> uh, the europe is very small and things like that but uh, th- i i don't think that's really an argument that you have to make for that um uh, but you 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 brought up a good point that you know uh, the races in vegas and miami might be a little too expensive for the um for the for the f1 fan who wants to go but just can't do it because of his budget uh his his or her budget uh, but i think you know given the interest we saw in miami gp that got sold out during the pre sale basically uh, i don't think f1 will be facing that issue in the next few years maybe you know 7 8 years down the line when things are not on a crescendo as much you know when things are not blowing up as much um f1 might have to tackle that issue of you know bringing the prices down making it a little more affordable but it seems you know as long as quota is there fans can go there i think even quota prices went up a little bit this year compared to last year so clearly as long as the interest is there the prices will be high and as long as you know f1 can bring people to the races it's not going to be an issue for them uh the promoters will continue to raise money f1 will continue to benefit from it um and you know it'll it'll continue be, to be the way it is but um let me give you my point of view on this whole uh, las vegas gp uh and f1's goal to you know grow in america to really capture the american audience um now the way i look at it is you know what is f1 up against what are the things f1 has done or can do to capture the us audience um and what are some other interesting points you know surrounding this issue <clears throat> so let's understand what f1's goal is and what it is up against so f1's goal is obviously to like grow the us audience to as large if not larger than what nascar and indycar have at the moment right so indycar and nascar are solely american series right they have 17 races and 36 races races each throughout the year and nascar has a race basically every weekend like yeah. <laughs> they have races they race more weekends uh, than anyone else like any other series in the world uh, so you have hum- uh, you have over 50 races between these two series right so and we we saw from the figures viewing figures of the previous couple weekends that nascar viewers were about 8 million in the us or something like that something outrageous uh you know compared to f1 and indica so clearly you know uh, f1's goal is to be bigger than everyone else even in america and then the second thing is that indica and nascar are easy to enjoy for the casual motorsport fan due to the intensity of racing action on track whereas f1 is not right like if you and i want to just enjoy a little bit of racing we can either show up to the track or tune in on tv and we can get a good bunch of action on track and you enjoy the racing have a little bit of fun you know uh and then switch off right we don't have to tune into every race yeah. we don't have to tune into all the storylines we don't have to peel back all the layers that you need to do to essentially enjoy f1 just because those storylines and those uh, strategies and everything happening off track makes it so much more interesting to actually view the action on track Be- and you know obviously things might change in the future give- with the new regulations but that has not been the case in the last few years so having understood what f1 is up against we need to understand what has f1 done so far So F1's biggest weapon to grow the audience in the US has been drive to survive. Now what does drive to survive do? Drive to survive basically is a storytelling platform, right? It's a storytelling pa- platform for F1 to help peel back the layers and get all these storylines closer to the new fan, right? It bridge so like 
if I'm a new fan, if I want to enter F1 and enjoy it, it'll take a lot of time for me to understand all these storylines by myself, who these characters are, who these drivers are, who these team principals are, why their dynamic is like this, you know, uh, what is the history of these teams. What Drive to Survive has done is basically accelerated that process in a 10-episode season every year for the new fan and, you know, brought them closer to all the storylines to allow that F1, new F1 fan to enjoy the racing on track and be able to follow the storylines without much effort. Uh, so it's really, you know, made it easy for a new fan to come into F1. And that is absolutely essential for F1 to do that, like like I said before, because, you know, F1 is not just a sport that goes racing. There's a lot more that happens behind the scenes. So Drive to Survive has done that. Now, what is the next thing you need to do in America to, you know, get those eyeballs onto F1? Now, obviously, F1 can't have 17, 20 races in, uh, in the US. It is a global sport. It has to travel the world. So what can you do? So... In order to keep its year-long presence, now you'll see, you know, the Miami GP is uh, early in the year. It's uh, like, what, the 6th GP, 5th or 6th GP of the year. Um, And then we have Kota, which is towards the end, but still in the middle of the season after the summer break. And then the Las Vegas GP, uh, given its, uh, you know, rumored timeline, will be probably the second or third last race of the season. Uh, So if you look at that, this way, you know, uh, F1 and Liberty Media are, are keeping the American audience interested uh, in F1 throughout the year by organizing a Grand Prix at crucial moments of the season. You know, it's not like F1 is coming once in the season to America and then going away, uh, letting people follow them there. And the second aspect is, you know, like you pointed out, this might be an issue, but it's really not. And that is a carnival-like execution of these Grand Prix. Now, the I, I believe the carnival-like execution of these Grand Prix is absolutely essential so that, you know, like... Because the fact is, F1 is not just trying to capture the racing, you know, enthusiasts in America. F1 is trying to capture everyone's attention. And if they do this, you know, if they go to Vegas, if they shut down the strip, uh, you know, for three whole days, yeah, that will grab everyone's attention in America. Oh, you know, if F1 makes a pool in, my, in, in, in inland Miami uh, to put some yachts in there, that will grab everyone's attention. You know, if, if F1 can be the headline news for five days, you know, for a week on every news outlet in america that will grab eyeballs which is why it is so essential to make it an event for everyone right uh you know whether that is having a concert having a whatever parade you know the team principles parade so make it an event for everyone for the for the racing for the hardcore racing fan for the enthusiast who just wants to have a good time in miami or vegas uh for who for the music fan who wants to go enjoy an ed sheeran concert in kota Whatever that might be, make it an event for everyone, which is why I think it is absolutely essential that it is carnival-like in this. Now, something that we have talked about in the past and especially recently has been about Andretti's involvement and that Andretti should be given, you know, an entry into F1. Uh, And, you know, obviously I feel that would help F1 uh, to rally a nation based on a driver or team, like an American driver or team. But we've seen Haas, right? And uh, yes, you can say that Haas hasn't been a very American team per se, given the fact that, you know, it is run by a European person, not not the owner, but, you know, Gunther yes. Steiner, he's from Europe, and, has, and, it's, and their drivers haven't been American at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just don't think it is necessary for F1 success, because F1, especially in the recent past, for most fans, you know, who have started following F1, let's say from the turbo hybrid era, or even for those who, who have been following from, like, you know, the bronze GP era and things like that, um, uh, an American team or an American driver has never been an integral part of this, right? So, yes, it will create an impact. Yes, it will draw the racing enthusiasts, you know, Colton Herder fans or Andretti fans 
uh, Indica fans, maybe two F1. But that is not just the audience that F1 is going for. And that audience, like we saw, is just as much as the audience that follows F1 right now. So it's it's not really a huge chunk, which is why I feel having that more GPs, those three GPs across the season will be absolutely essential. Uh, and I think, you know, F1 doing this themselves, like I said, F1 and Liberty Media are promoters for this event themselves means a lot. We've already seen so much more content coming out for like, let's say, the Vegas GP compared to what we saw for Saudi Arabia a year ago, right? Because even, even though that was a new race, we didn't see so much content. There was no hype, nothing at all. Whereas we'll see this throughout the year of, you know, um, we'll see this throughout the year as to this build up to the Vegas Grand Prix. Uh, especially if the season is great, it's going to add more to it. And it's going to draw even more fans to, uh, to that particular Grand Prix. So I think that is a very convincing case, at least in my head, and a more holistic case uh, for F1 to go racing in Las Vegas and have, you know, two or three races in the US every year. Uh, but I won't be surprised if F1 chooses to scale back to two races after three to five years, you know, uh, choosing between Las Vegas and Kota or Las Vegas over Kota um, in, in the coming seasons based on what the teams agree on, you know, because uh, as we know, we only have 24 races that are allowed in the Concord Agreement at the moment and that will have to go away. So, uh, you know, the teams won't just agree to more races. Uh, there'll be the biggest issue will obviously be budget cap. Uh, the bigger teams will ask for more money and things like that. So it'll be... It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And some other interesting points around this is, you know, like I said, F1 is not trying to capture the imagination of just the American racing fans. It's trying to appeal to everyone. And that is what Drive to Survive did. I think if you listen to Chris Medlin's podcast somewhere, I don't remember where, but Chris Medlin said that, you know, when Drive to Survive approached him for the first season uh, or something like that, uh, it, they said that, you know, this should appeal to the surfer in California who flicks on his Netflix uh, account, yeah. you know, <laughs> at 10 in the morning after having his coffee and surf. Um, and if it appeals to him, it'll appeal to everyone across the states, basically. Uh, so that is one thing. And the second thing is F1 has not involved the American, any of the American racing organizations at all in its endeavor, which means that F1 is trying to be independent and, you know, it's trying to go racing on its own. Uh, and the third thing is uh, that I learned on Marshall Pruitt's Racing Family Spaces, uh, Twitter Spaces was IndyCar had tried to organize a race in Las Vegas a few years ago, but it fell through and never came to fruition, which just goes to show how much more of an effort F1 has, has probably had to put in to make this a reality and what kind of impact um, or potential, uh, you know, the partners in Las Vegas, whether that's the hotels, uh, you know, the uh, municipal corporation, I guess, all of these guys are seeing in F1 and the growth that it can provide for, you know, uh, for Las Vegas, even though Las Vegas is already so such a popular tourist destination. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think the key to the Las Vegas and the Miami Grand Prix as well uh, but but especially the Las Vegas, given the, that F1 themselves and Liberty Media promoting Las Vegas Grand Prix, is that uh, Liberty Media are an American company. They know, like, obviously they would want F1 to grow in America, only not only because they're an American company, because there's a lot of potential. F, uh, USA, America is a sport-loving nation. We all know that, right? And to, to have a global sport it have its prominence, is very important, but I think the the fact that they are an American-based company, they are they know the industry, they know the space very well, right? So like we from Asia or the entire F1 paddock, the majority of the fans in Europe can call it whatever they want, but the owners of Formula One right now know exactly what the American fans want and how they can get this product. To the American potential fans, 
So I think that makes a very good, you know, that is an imp important aspect of what is going on here. Uh, and <laughs> even I just kind of clicked on it while you were talking. So yeah, it's... Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, fans in Europe and, you know, um, not Middle East, but like European fans have been complaining that, hey, you know, this, this is crazy. And then uh, they've been pointing out that it'll be, you know, a really bad start time even for the people in, on the East Coast of the US. But it's, it's not really about yeah. the European fans. <laughs> it's about F1 going racing in America. It's about the Amer American fans and, you know, those who want to tune in will tune into such a huge event. You know, it's going to be insane. And uh, obviously, when I tuned into the racing spaces on uh, for Marshall... Marshall Pruett's uh, racing family spaces on Twitter. Um, uh, I, I had the opportunity to ask a question and, you know, seeing how big this event is supposed to be, uh, the question that I had was, you know, uh, is can Vegas potentially host uh, the season finale at some point when Abu Dhabi's contract runs out? But obviously that is that won't be the case because, uh, you know, F1 is the promoter here, but uh, F1 gets an insane amount of money to just go racing in Abu Dhabi without having to put up any money uh, for themselves, which Chris Metlin pointed out um, you know, uh, pretty easily. So yeah, but uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how how this pans out. Uh, but let's let's talk let's talk about the little things now. You know, uh, what do you think of the track itself, Vedan? Yeah, well, that's where it gets disappointing, right? Because even though we are racing on the strip, and you know that long stretch is going to be very uh, spectacular when you look at it, but the track is not inspiring. The track is not inspiring to a I don't know a racing you know the racing mind that I have. We, we have seen, like, it's it's sort of a box. It's sort of a stroll around the uh, Las Vegas area, around the casinos, basically. So, I don't know. It may produce good racing because there's not a lot of corners, the stupid corners like in Saudi Arabia. But, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like the track too much. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a couple elements of the track that I'm not a big fan of, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's like the 90 degree corners, I feel, you know, there is enough space around those streets that they could put a bigger yeah. radius corner basically uh, to allow for, you know, um, medium speed corners rather than slow corners and that weird tail like section um, at the end of sector one, basically, uh, that slows down the cars uh, in, in yeah. the parking lot. Um, you know, that weird section, not, not a big fan of that and that chicane in the first corner. Uh, but if I, if I were to change anything, it, I would, you know, go racing the other way. Uh, so right now I think we are going anti-clockwise. I would go racing clockwise, yeah. uh, around the track. Um, that is something that I would change, but, uh, definitely better than, you know, any other track we've seen yeah. in Vegas before. <laughs> so let's see how it pans out. Uh, yeah, let's absolutely. see what happens. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but I think the bigger conversation after this has been, you know, the next target for F1 is to have a second race in China right now. Obviously we are waiting for China to return next season. Um, and then I guess, you know, after that, uh, F1 will try to step in another race uh, once you, once things go back to normal in China for F1, basically. Uh, but the bigger question is, with only 24 races allowed in the Concord Agreement at the moment, which will go away next season or the season Yeah, after? That's, that's absolutely the biggest concern because uh, right now we have 22. Right, we, we had 23 this season, but uh, Russia went away. So 22 and with China and... Vegas joining next year, that leaves us, and, and Qatar also joining next year, that leaves one Grand Prix to move away. And Spa and France both are running out of their contracts after this season. And I think Monaco has a special deal with Formula One, but 
that deal has also changed as pointed out on uh, by the race that now monaco also has to pay formula 1 earlier earlier they did yeah. not so i think of course you know spa i think spa personally i, I don't think spa should go away france can go away because it is not inspiring good racing it is like of course the 2021 race was brilliant but overall when you look at it uh, the first race in france uh, the first you know race in france when they came back in 2018 was filled with logistical problems with for the fans and there was tons of traffic jams and what not and monaco we all know is a very very bad track for the current generation of cars so and this conversation has been going on for 2 3 years now that monaco should go away and yeah i think france and monaco are the biggest targets to drop but if you talk about 2023 specifically i think france will be the first one to go yeah i won't be surprised uh, yeah, i'll be heartbroken to see spa go away you know we've always loved that circuit but uh, you know that circuit also has its own logistical problems yeah. like we have learned you know it's it's not close to anything it doesn't provide the best fan experience yes it provides great racing and fans love it because of that and because of the setting but um, it's it's not really doing a lot from i guess from f1's perspective or adding value to it anymore um as much as it used to but yeah we'll see what happens uh, anything else with on before we close out this podcast on uh, f1's return to las vegas yeah i mean i think in the end you know when uh, stefano domanicali said that we have interest from 30 races we have interest for at least 30 races uh it was you know the interest might be there the interest might be there for 35 or 40 different promoters basically but i think in the end it was a huge power move from formula 1 side because when you look at spa and the mistakes and the uh, fiasco at spa francorchamps last year spa francorchamps would want to create a new a renewed experience like what we have at kota like uh, currently and like what we are going to have at miami and las vegas and things like that so i think you know we have interest from 30 35 odd people and you can only incorporate 24 out of those 24 there are a handful of them who even though they won't provide good racing or good experiences but they provide good money so they'll stay and then there's the experienced ones which may not provide good racing and they'll stay so i think right now it's up to the european tracks you know the old guard of formula 1 basically to step up to create something that formula 1 can take into the future because we saw what happened at at germany formula 1 like germany has the most world drivers championships in formula 1 uh, and you know all the motorsport success that germany has and legacy that germany has but we don't have its race in germany so and i think it's it's up to the old european guard to step up and make their prominence and you know prove that they can change the way formula 1 wants them to and they need to stay on top of it yep uh it's all about capitalizing on the hype for f1 right now you know if you're on a crescendo if you're on the way up just capitalize as long as you can and then once you get up there you know try to hold hold steady as long as you can uh but as always ridan it's been a pleasure talking to you about f1 uh, here and uh, we'll catch you on the next one